Hello, everybody. Welcome to Millennium Live. Very excited to be here today. We have Danny Flamberg, who is a senior marketing strategist and practitioner who's been a pioneer in crafting compelling strategies, devising breakthrough messaging, and embracing omnichannel thinking about broadcast digital, video, mobile, social media, and much more to support leading an insurgent pharmaceutical and life science brands. He's worked on a number of campaigns. He's worked at Publicists and working on Pfizer, Merck, AstraZeneca BI, and other life science brands. Earlier in his career, Danny led brand launches, campaign development, and adherence marketing for McNeil Labs, Johnson & Johnson, Unilever, and many more. He's the author of Dancing Through the Digital Revolution. He earned a PhD in econometrics at Columbia University right here in Manhattan. He lives with his wife, talented daughter, and lovelorn dog. Danny, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Okay, so we're going to be uh, talking about social media and how we can help introduce that into the healthcare industry. So I want to jump right into it. So Danny, could you just tell me a little bit about the state of social media for hospitals and perhaps how they're starting to really use that today? Yes, uh, I think it's generally acknowledged that social media is an important uh, venue for hospitals to be involved. They've been reluctant in the past because of the obvious drawbacks of misinformation and, and different kinds of the tonality of social media. But I think there's generally a consensus that hospitals need to be using social media to advance their cause and to interact with patients, caregivers, payers, HCPs, and the community in general. The interaction ranges from people just sticking their toe in the water to significant institutions doing a full core press and social media using all the channels and using all the technology. So there's a broad spectrum of participation, but a general acknowledgement that this is an arena we need to be in. Yeah, I agree with you. It's certainly an area where hospitals and health systems can leverage in terms of connecting with patients and members. So what might be a, what might be the strategic role of social media within the health systems and, and what type of relationships may that build? Well, um, you have to understand in context. So most health systems and most hospitals have been under attack, right? In, in theory, for many, many years, hospitals were the, the site of healing, the site of refuge, the place you went to, to solve problems. Then all of a sudden COVID hit and hospitals were where the COVID was. So everybody wanted to stay away from hospitals and hospitals have taken a beating both in terms of revenue generation and in terms of reputation management. So one of the strategic goals of using social media is to rebuild those things, is to rebuild the emotional and practical relationship with patients and caregivers and also to begin to rebuild those brands, rebuild those revenue streams, rebuild the trust and, and their interaction with the communities that hospitals serve. Who's leading the pack in terms of social media and engagement? You know, and and what are these uh, what are these savvy players doing in order to create this type of experience? Well, as you might imagine, the the big national players are the ones really leading the pack: the Cleveland Clinic, the Mayo Clinic, Cedar Sinai and some of the big hospital systems in New York City. And they're using all the different channels. 
They have a strategy. They have resources. They've got people in each of the locations. They have a central organization that coordinates the social media. So they've really embraced social media and also understood that social media can be used to target discrete populations as well. So the strategic value is to really work on brand reputation, revenue generation, patient education, and reputation management. I mean, if I'm a health system right now, I, I am intrigued by the use of social media and perhaps the range of audience that it may serve. But uh, what, what can be improved here? What, what can a hospital health system do in, in order to really fully utilize social media? Well, on one hand, it needs to bring down some of the bragging. If you look at some of the social media and some of the properties that, that the leading players have, there's a lot of chest beating. We're number one, you know, the U.S. news rankings and things like that become dominant in that. And to kind of downplay that and really get to the authentic things that people want to know about, which are the service lines, the outcomes, the practitioners, the new treatments, new research, and to really embrace the audience with more of an authentic kind of voice. Also, become more active in terms of visuals, in terms of, you know, video has kind of become the the dominant creative venue. So to use more video, use more infographics, to expose more of the expertise that they have within their walls, and to just be more genuine and genuine and less salesy in their commercial approach to the marketplace. Yeah. On social media, there's a lot of, there's a younger generation on social media. So it's always a little bit scarier to be in a hospital, even with even without COVID. But sort of the content that I used to see, especially during the time of COVID, was, you know, maybe a patient coming out of the hospital after being even on a ventilator, and just the, just to see the whole staff applauding as they're wheeling him out or wheeling her out. That was that was something I saw on social media a lot two years ago, which was very emotional. And I think it definitely helped people understand what was going on and the feelings that were that were behind all the amazing work that hospitals were doing during this crazy time. So, you know, what what other topics and perhaps stories can be shared on social media that might resonate with everybody who's who's on social media? There's an endless appetite for patient stories. You know, everybody has a story. The other thing is that with every medical issue, fear, uncertainty, and doubt is a companion. Whether it's a simple thing like I'm going to go get a scan and I'm afraid of what the MRI machine looks like, to I'm going to have an operation and I don't know what's going to happen. So everybody wants to know what's going to happen before, during, and after. Everybody wants to know how will I be treated? What will my experience be? What will my outcome be? And every hospital has a ton of these stories. So unearthing these stories. The other idea, of course, is as you pointed out, is connect to the emotional element of this. There's the medical and clinical thing. You know, I had an operation. It was done entirely by robot. And I learned later that there's a million operations a year done by using the da Vinci robot in a variety of conditions. So understanding like what the technology is, understanding how the how will you be approached, understanding the care you're going to be given and the members of the care team. And this notion of patient stories is kind of an evergreen thing. So in terms of improving the connection, and that's also the idea of changing the relationship. Most of us have a, a transactional relationship with a hospital. I need to go to the hospital because I have to have a scan. I need to go to the hospital because I have an operation. And it's kind of a one and done kind Kind of thing, as opposed to the idea that I'm connected to this hospital. This hospital is a resource for me. In some ways, you know, in New York, we have this attitude about we have a guy, we have a guy that helps us in, 
in, in everything. We, you know, we've got a restaurant guy, we've got a fashion guy, we've got a travel <laughs> guy. And in many cases, you know, the hospital has the opportunity to become the healthcare guy, to become the trusted resource, the relationship where you know that if I have an issue or somebody in my family has an issue or a friend has an issue, I'm going to refer them to the guy, the hospital that I know, the hospital that I trust, the hospital that has interacted with me in a very positive way and helped me through this process, which is anxiety producing at, at best. That certainly produces a lot of trust in, in an industry where that's so necessary. The way social media is now certainly helps that cause. That's fascinating to hear about you know, surgery being performed by robots. I mean, I'm not surprised, but... Uh, just the, just the level of technology that is out there and that we could see it right right here and now on social media, right on our phones, uh, that's, that's just terrific. And I think hospitals certainly need to leverage that. Perhaps what new tactics and channels, I know maybe an up and coming one on TikTok and perhaps, um, you know, you mentioned video and how the use of video is being played here. So what types of channels and new tactics can, can health systems use that are ascended? Well, look, you know, as you mentioned, TikTok is an obvious one. It's growing like gangbusters. It's become the, it's, it's eclipsed Facebook in terms of the number of global users. And it also has the opportunity to uh, focus on niche audiences. So TikTok is certainly something that, that hospitals should be experimenting with because it's direct, because it's addictive, and because this is, I have this amazing algorithm that feeds on itself so that it continually produces relevant information. It follows you and follows, follows you what you're interested in. So it's particularly valuable in terms of targeting. So TikTok is obviously one. The second idea is these online communities. Uh, we've been fortunate enough to create an online community for the Mount Sinai Health System, which has embraced a, a disease condition, has embraced Adult, adult children of dementia patients. And this idea of community, this idea of being connected to other people that are going through what you're going through, that are feeling what you're feeling, you know, you're feeling alone, you're feeling oppressed, you're feeling worried and nervous. And there are other people that are not only validating those feelings and impressions, but are also sharing tips and sharing ideas and sharing experiences, which can help you navigate the condition or the issue or the disease that you're dealing with. And the third element is this idea of instant technology and information sharing with apps like my, my chart and Cerner, which uh, connect you to your information. So you're directly connected to your doctor. You get all kinds of test results. You can set appointments. You can ask questions and interact with it. You can even have telemed visits using these apps. And I think that uh, these are going to be ubiquitous very soon. They are heavily uh, used now. And the other cool thing about them is that you can have multiple hospital systems. So for example, I have certain doctors at Mount Sinai and certain doctors at NYU. They're all connected through my chart so that there's a unique and a, the, the unique ability to see all my information so that my cardiologist sees what my PCP is telling them and that they can coordinate, they can do drug interactions, they can do treatment options, and they can share all this with me in real time. So again, this builds that relationship. So now not only do I have an emotional relationship, but I've got the hospital systems in my pocket on my phone with ready access at any time. So when I go in and I have a test, I get the results, I know what's going on, and I have the interpretation of those results almost in real time. So that building that relationship. So TikTok on a grand scale, online communities for validation and, and, and community building, 
and apps like MyChart and CRM applications all are connective tissue between patients and caregivers and hospital systems. Everybody's looking for those connections and not feeling alone, especially when it comes to comes to health. So, you know, what role does social media play in this in this media mix? I know is there a way to connect all these uh, all these different channels so we can we can continue to build better relationships? Well, there's really two approaches. One is, you know, kind of a concentrated approach where social media, you know, and, and remember a lot of these hospital systems are heavy advertisers on television, on out of home. So there's one strategy is to connect all the dots so that you have kind of what we call a roadblock, a central message, a central idea, a significant idea across the various media. The other is more distributed. So you assign certain messages to certain media and you parse them in an integrated kind of fashion so that you can connect the dots in a different kind of way. So social media plays a role in both cases. In many cases, hospital marketers want to think about assigning different roles to different medium, right? They'd have different attributes. So Instagram and Facebook may play a role in one case. TikTok may play a different kind of role. Twitter or, or LinkedIn even may play a role in different types of communication. So there are a large number of options in terms of media mix and in terms of omnichannel marketing. What are the stakes here for the success to be rolled out, you know, for a social media strategy? You know, I'm sure you need a good team. I know it's social media, but, you know, there, there is a content strategy around this. So, you know, what, what makes for a good success story in u- utilizing these, these channels? Well, I, first thing, of course, is a strategy. You need to sit down and say, what do we want to achieve? What are our business goals? What are, what are our KPIs? And how are we going to go about solving them using social media? You obviously need some kind of dedicated resource, a social media manager, community managers, and they are at a premium. Uh, The people that really know how to do this well is a small number of people, and and, uh, you want to get somebody that really understands the different media. You also want to have the ability to create content, to create videos, to create copy, to create images, to create infographics, to be able to measure the impact of those things. And you want to also want to be able to be regularly in touch with your audience. So that means you want to be social listening. You want to look carefully at the interactions on your social properties. You want to be able to understand what's being said about you, what's being said about the competition, what trends are happening in the marketplace, and what the general level of conversation is. So if you have those kind of things and you consistently produce relevant visual content, you should be in good shape in terms of maximizing the value of social media in terms of building your brand, managing your reputation, educating your patients, or generating revenue. That's fascinating. And I I like to end this conversation as I as I usually do on the podcast and and ask you about maybe what's next. What's next with social media? What's next in the channels? I mean, comparing where we are now from t- from 10 years ago to maybe even what 10 years from now may look like. Well, I'm, I'm reluctant to project out the 10 years, but I can tell you in the short run, we're going, to, we're going to see a lot more creativity. We're going to see more videos. We're going to see more people dancing. We're going to see more people explaining. We're going to find more of the voice and the personality of different hospital systems. We're going to see some people have, you know, kind of an MC for their channel, a trusted provider, or maybe just an actor that can connect the dots and that can project an image for a hospital system across geographies and across channels. We're also going to see, again, experimentation with roadblock strategy, experimentation with the integrated strategy. We're going to see using different 
media using different channels to address different populations and also to recruit employees. You know, remember the primary givers, the nurses, the doctors that have been through the pandemic are almost like war veterans in terms of the emotions and the demands on their time and their personalities and their, and, and their general being. So romancing those people. Also, we're going to see more disease education, more condition education, a greater knowledge sharing, a greater openness. You know, one of the things that social media offers the opportunity is to interact with doctors. Many of us have that white coat anxiety. We're reluctant to talk to our doctors. We're reluctant to ask questions. We're anxious about what the doctor or the physician or the nurse practitioner or the PA is saying to us. So bringing down those barriers, the kind of democratization of, of healthcare is one of the great values that social media brings to the world of hospital marketing. And just to think about all the things that social media can offer, it's it's just outstanding to hear. And I know everyone at, at Live World is, uh, you know, lives in the intersection of emotionally driven creative and engagement solutions. I want to thank you, Danny, for joining the Millennium Live podcast. I've learned so much about all the exciting things that can be done with social media, especially in terms of the healthcare industry. And I'm looking forward to hearing about what's next. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to Millennium Live to listen and learn on life and leadership.